Hello everyone, this is Fala Kamalafe from Fresh Inspiration. So we're continuing our conversation on God is working. And we've been looking at 2 Corinthians and chapter 12. And I'm just going to read it again to you today. And 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're focusing now on verse 7 all the way down to verse 10. And it says, Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. And we've been talking about the thorn in the flesh. We've been talking about Paul's ministry and Paul's life. And we've realized that the thorn in the flesh was not sent to Paul by God, but he was a messenger of Satan. Satan specifically assigned a messenger of his to Paul to harass him in every city that he went so that he could stop Paul from walking in the revelation of the grace of God that had been revealed to him, that kept him humble throughout his life and his work and his ministry. And so today I just wanted to talk a little bit more about testing and trials um, before I look in some more detail in verse 9. You see, the Bible says, and we read this in John 16 and verse 33 last time, where we saw that Jesus had said to his disciples that he gave them peace, that in Christ they had peace. So it was very clear as to what came to the disciples as a result of being in Christ Jesus. So you and I are in Christ Jesus. And he says, these things I have spoken to you, that in me, this is Jesus speaking, you may have peace. So whatever goes on today in our lives, we know that because we are in Christ Jesus, we have peace. We have peace. And that peace is not just a calmness. It's victory. It's peace be still. You know, when Jesus spoke to the waters and he said, peace be still, he commanded peace. And that water became calm. So in Christ Jesus, we have peace. That kind of peace that calms the situations when we speak over it because of Christ Jesus. That is what we have in him. But in the world, so he differentiated what we have with him. I keep thinking about this raging storm in the world. You have tribulation, raging storms. In me, you have peace. He says, in the world, you will have tribulations. And I sort of think about that and I think in the world we will have tribulations so don't be surprised when it comes because in Christ you have peace (laughs) and then he goes on to say but be of good cheer be of good courage why because I Jesus have overcome the world for you so in essence yes they will come 
But Jesus has overcome the world. So what else comes with it? Victory. And one of the things we talked about Paul's ministry was that every time something happened, Paul saw God turn it around for his good. Every time. And that reminds us of the scripture in Romans chapter 8 that says all things work together for our good. God is in the business of turning situations around for good. He's not in the business of keeping us in adversity. He's not in the business of keeping us in sickness. He's not in the business of keeping us in pain. He's not in the business of keeping us in discomfort. It's not in the business of keeping us in tribulations and trials. It turns it for good. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things, all these things, work together for good. God is in the business of turning tribulations and trials and afflictions that come because we're in the world. He doesn't send them to us. They come because we're in the world. Satan, the Bible says, is the God of this world. But we have victory over him. And God turns everything together for good. For those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. But also I wanted to show us a few other scriptures. Because the reality for us is that our faith will be tested. Our faith will be tried and our faith will also be triumphant so yes it's our faith that is tested it's our it's our faith in god that the enemy is after we read it earlier on in one of the earlier season or the sessions where we talked about him wanting to exalt himself and be as god is after that is after your faith in god it is your faith it is not you it is your faith that is being tested and that is being tried. So when you focus on faith, so think about it. When a trial comes or when a temptation comes, don't think about me or why me or but I did this, but I go to church, but I read my Bible. It's, that is not the, what is on trial. What is being tested is your faith. So that's the time to dig deep. That's the time to get into the word of God. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's the time to say no chance. My faith is going to stand strong and my faith will be triumphant. So you stay in the word. You speak the word. You declare the word. You use your authority with your mouth. You command that situation to be still. You say the devil is under your feet because he is under your feet. And Jesus Christ gave you the authority over every power of Satan and you use that authority and you keep your faith standing that's what the scripture says to us in Ephesians 6 haven't done all to stand in faith stand stand because your faith will also be triumphant first John 5 4 says says to us when you look in the Bible it says in the book of first John turn with me to it 1 John and chapter 5 and verse 4 says, For whatsoever or whoever is born of God overcomes the world. You are born of God. Jesus said, Be of good cheer. 
I have overcome the world. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. First John 5, 4 says, Whoever is born of God, I am born of God because I am born again. You are born of God because you're born again. And because you're born again, the Bible says, whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. It is our faith. It is our faith that overcomes the world. It is our faith that is tested. It is our faith that is on trial. What does James say to us? That is why James, turn with me to James chapter 1. And James says in chapter 1, here, verse 2. It says, my brethren, talking to you and I, count it all joy when you fall into various, various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith. So he's calling the trial a testing of your faith. You are in the trial, but it is not about you. It is about your faith because it is your faith that overcomes the world. So it is your faith that is under attack. That is why when there is nothing going on, build your faith. And when something comes, keep building your faith and stand. Stand. So he says, knowing this, that the testing of your faith produces patience. What is patience? Someone said patience is the quality that does not succumb under trial. It is the opposite of despondency. And is always associated with hope. The testing of your faith will produce patience. That quality in you that will not succumb under the trial. The opposite of despondency. Despondency means when you're unhappy. You know, because you feel that you are in a situation. You're discouraged because you feel you're in a situation that is unlikely to improve. That is what despondency means. But patience is the opposite of despondency because it is always associated with a godly hope, a hope that God will turn this around for good because that is the business that our God is in. He's in the business of working things together for your good. So James, like Jesus said, Jesus said, be of good cheer. James says, count it all joy. When the trial comes, because it is the testing of your faith. But if you do not succumb on the trial, because it's producing patience in you, that quality that will not succumb on the trial. The Bible says when patience has its perfect work in verse 4, you will be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That is the outcome. Perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And I'm saying this to you because... As we talk about 2 Corinthians chapter 10, yes, we know that things come. Yes, Satan, <laughs> the messenger of Satan, sometimes is on the run. But we have the victory. We do not succumb. Our faith is the victory. We read it. 1 John 5, 4, that overcomes the world. You know, trials in there is the same word. As temptation in the amplified it talks about various trials in the King James versions it talks about 
temptations. It's all the same word. Trial, temptation, adversity. But be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Jesus overcame the world for you. And you have overcome the world by your faith. It produces patience. Cheerful patience. Hopeful patience. And in the in the one of the definitions says it produces enduring patience. The characteristic of a man who is not swerved from his deliberate purpose and his loyalty to faith by even the greatest trials and suffering. I like that. That's one of the Greek definitions of the word. That word patience is enduring patience. That is cheerful and hopeful. The characteristic of a man who is not swerved. The trial does not swerve you from your deliberate purpose. That's what we saw in the life of Paul. He was not swerved from his deliberate purpose by this thorn in the flesh. This messenger of Satan could not swerve him, could not take him away from his deliberate purpose and his loyalty to faith by even the greatest trials. And he went through some of the greatest trials none of you yet have have gone through and sufferings. That is what it produces. So be cheerful, it says, count it all joy because it is the testing of your faith. But as your faith is being tested, it's producing (laughs) enduring patience, enduring patience that leads to the victory that you have in Christ Jesus. Peter says it a different way. So when we turn to 1 Peter and chapter 1, Peter also says the same thing. 1 Peter and chapter 1, it says in verse 6, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. And he tells us why. That the genuineness of your faith, you see it is your faith, it is not you. And if you don't realize that, what happens is we make it so personal that we forget to do something about our faith. Because we think, but why is it happening to me? Why is this coming to me? But I do that once you make it that personal, you forget that it's not about you. It's about this faith that has been given to me by God. Because the Bible says God has dealt to every man. Romans 12, 3. The measure of faith. By grace through faith, you have been saved. Your faith in God, your confident assurance that God will come through to you. That is what is being tested. Will you swerve from God's deliberate purpose and loyalty to faith of course not because now you know it's not you it's your faith and we know what to do about faith we know the abc of faith we accept god's words as final authority we believe it we confess it and we do what the holy spirit tells us to do faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god in that trial find the word of god stand on the word of god confess the word of god do it many times every day and stand your ground stand your ground because it is the genuineness of your faith that is on the trial and it says that that faith that you have is more precious than gold this is first peter 1 7 is more precious than gold that perishes. Though it is tested by fire, it may be found to the praise, honor, and glory at the revelation. Remember we talked about revelation. 
Revelation humbles us. It does not exalt us. And when we go through God, we catch a revelation of Jesus Christ. And we praise him and we give him the glory and we give him the honor. But it is your faith, the genuineness of your faith to be found to the praise, the honor and the glory of Jesus Christ. So focus on your faith. And I was thinking about the best analogy or illustration that I could give to you. And all I could come up with was the driving test. And I thought about it. I said, for example, when we go to do our driving test, and some of you may have already done a driving test, what is being tested is your ability to drive. Is your ability to drive safely according to the highway code, according to the traffic laws, so that you're a safe driver on the road. That is what the instructor is testing. It doesn't matter whether you're male, female, whether you have a tie or you don't have a tie, whether you dress well, you didn't dress well. All of those don't matter. What is being tested is your ability to drive safely according to the highway code. So where is your focus? It's not a personality test. It's a test of your ability to drive. So your focus is on driving. So you're becoming an expert. You're you're training yourself. You're developing yourself to pass that test. And you know that test is about driving. You don't fail the test because you don't look good. (laughs) You don't fail the test because, you know, you didn't do something or you did something. You failed the test because you couldn't demonstrate your ability to drive safely according to the highway code and it's the same way when this trial and temptations come it's not about you it's about your faith so build your faith develop your faith and having done all to stand stand for your faith overcomes this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith so whenever you see a trial i want you to think faith Whenever you see a circumstance, I want you to think faith. Whenever something comes, I want you to think faith. Don't don't focus too much on what is going on. Think faith and build your faith and stand your ground. And that is the victory that overcomes this world. As we look through the scriptures, there are some other scriptures that talk about what to do. For example, in Matthew 13 and 21, The scripture says, don't be offended when tribulation or persecution comes because of the word. Don't be offended. Rejoice. Because you know, you know something about that situation. You know, it's like another illustration I have is, is like if you have, you know, um, rats or a mouse or mice in your house. And I, I know that's not a good one, but let's assume you have this very troublesome mice in your house that runs around, you know, and you've noticed that the mice is there. And so you buy a trap, you know, a trap and you set a trap for this mice that would catch it or for this mouse, sorry, that would catch it maybe in the night. So you've got a mouse, mice, not a mouse. You've got one mouse, hopefully not, not mice. So one mouse in your house. So you set the trap for the mouse, you know, and the mouse, Thinks that he can run around and he can sort of go around your house, you know, go into your pantry, go into all those places and do, do its thing. He's not aware that a trap is being set for him. So the mouse one day is doing his thing, running around the house, and suddenly 
is caught by the trap. Who was the wiser one? You were the wiser one. You didn't worry about the mouse because you had a trap set. And you rejoice because you knew that you, mouse, you're going to be caught in that trap. And it's a bit like that when Satan comes with a trial or a tribulation or puts something in front of you. It's like a mouse running around. But there's a trap. Your faith. Your faith. And so you can rejoice because you know that that trap is going to get that mouse. And that mouse is going to die. Because the trap has been set. And that trap is your faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. So don't be offended. It says in Matthew 13, 21. When tribulation or persecution comes because of the word. We already read John 16, 33. That says, be of good cheer. Romans chapter 5 and verse 3 says, glory in tribulations. Also because it works. Patience. Romans 8.35 says, Tribulation cannot separate us from the love of Christ. <laughs> Romans 12.12 12 says, Be patient in tribulation, rejoicing in hope. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 4 says, God comforts us in all our tribulation. 2 Corinthians 7 and verse 4 says, I am exceeding joyful in all our tribulation. Can you imagine that? Exceeding joyful. Because he knows something. You know something. You know God. And you know you have faith. And you know that that thing will die because you've set the trap. 2 Thessalonians 1, 6 says, God will recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Everyone, whoever is born of God, overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even your faith. And I just wanted to say that to you today. As we start to look at the second part of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, where Paul says, I asked the Lord three times that this thing be removed from me and he said to me my grace is sufficient for you my strength is made perfect in weakness and we're going to look at second corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9 in a bit more detail because god is working god is working i tell you today god is working faith is working. The word of God is working. God is working for you. So God bless you and I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you very much.